and welcome to Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we have Amy Sturdivant, actress, stunt performer. Looking forward to speaking to her. How's everybody doing? Give us a call. 515-602-9609. Get into the conversation. Are you reading that book? Are you are you watching that movie that you've always wanted to do? I hope so. We talked about this lockdown lately, you know. I don't like to carbon date our episodes, but it's kind of difficult to avoid these days. I've been waiting for people in general to, you know, lose their cool. But today, uh, unfortunately, a a worker at the uh, supermarket lost his cool with me. (laughs) I guess I stopped, I stepped in the wrong section and he, he just blew up on me. He felt really bad later on. But, uh, people are really feeling this one. So there's a great movie I want you guys to watch. It's Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. That is an excellent movie. I've seen it two times already. Made me cry two times already. (laughs) It's an amazing film. Extraction. I've loved it. Now the person who directed Extraction was the same stunt coordinator who did stunt coordination for all the Marvel films well most of the Marvel films Endgame Infinity Wars so he worked with the Russo brothers for a long time so the Russo brothers wrote the script and also produced it so Extraction is just a, a fabulous film let's talk to Amy let's see what Amy has been watching lately Let's bring a clap track in here for her. <laughs> How you doing, Amy? Good. Thanks for having me on. Good. It's always great to have a clap track ready for you. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Definitely. Before we get started, um, how, are, how are you and your family doing during this lockdown right now? Doing pretty well. Uh, everyone's healthy, so grateful for that. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. Yeah, how, no, you're how, about, not an, how about yours? <laughs> well, well, my family's doing well. You know, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm, I'm actually really worried about my mom. You know, she lives in San Francisco, and my brother mm. constantly promises me that she's in lockdown, that she's hidden away and what have you, but she has a mind of her own. She's a strong sure. woman, and she wants to do what she wants to do, and my birthday's coming up, and she she went to the 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 uh, bank to send me money for my birthday, and I'm like, what "Are you what are mm-hmm. you doing? Like, can, can you, for my birthday, can you just stay home, please? Stay inside. <laughs> can you just stay yeah. inside and cover yourself with Vaseline and just 
put a human condom over you and just like you know watch your <laughs> novellas or something like please just stay away from humans please I'm sure she uh, appreciated that advice <laughs> Oh she 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 loved that advice Um but you 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 yourself you're you're not an LA local are you uh, I am actually yeah oh, I live here now I moved down here about 6 years ago maybe 7 okay. now Okay yeah. Where, where were you? Where, but you were born in a different state, right? Yeah, born and raised uh, near Seattle. Near Seattle, yeah. So Seattle was was one of the big hotspots over there. My my brother lives in Seattle. It's such a beautiful state. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep, I still so, have uh, my brother up there. Oh really? Mm-hmm. But they just they just opened up. They opened up a lot of their things. They opened up a lot of restaurants and and malls over there right now. You know. Really. Yeah, huh. I'm worried about my brother because he owns a, a a section of restaurants over there, and I'm like, please God, give me a break, man. But you know they yeah, they've had a, a they, time, maybe. I, right, but they've had a slowing of the curve and what have you. So they they feel welcome to like open up their state just a little bit more, and they've been very conscientious of of you know you know how things have been working out. So, but you were born mm-hmm. there. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what 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 was your interest in film that brought you into film while you were there? Um, I actually didn't know about stunts. Um, didn't even consider the film industry as a career path until my last year of college. Um, my dad actually sent me an article one day <laughs> about Hollywood <laughs> stunts. Um, he's like, hey, check this out. This is kind of cool. I uh, right. didn't think that I would go on Google and research all that I could and right. pursue it myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Um, what were you to, studying like, in you school? Know, uh, sociology. Sociology. You, you, you yeah. mean, you mean <laughs> business, <different>. right? <laughs> right. I, I've never met, no, I've never yeah, met a sociology major who's ever gone through with sociology. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So um, what, what was yeah, it about sociology I mean, that kind of grew you towards sociology? Um, I don't know. I guess just the study of people. I really enjoy people and um, why they do the things that they do and um, always had kind of a heart to, to help different people. And that was kind of the end to that career path. Um, right. So that's that kind of when I were, pursued at that it, time. Did that start when you were young? Did you did you always have like an interest in human beings and and how to help them out? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think just growing up, I always felt very blessed with um, having a family that was, you know, together and, um, right. you know, just a very healthy family lifestyle. Um, right. So I've always wanted to kind of pass along my own, um, I guess, venture. Everything, yeah. I don't, I don't really know how to say it, but um, no, I know. But yeah, mean. just kind of pay it forward in a way. Yeah, I mean, you grew up in a generation of of divorce and, and a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of discontent with family. So you had a you had a very nice upbringing and a very connected family. I I, I hear. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. So I was very fortunate with that, and um, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to. I didn't feel like that's something. Um, that should take for granted. So, right. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to pursue. Were, were you always uh, interested in like dance or anything like that? Dance or, or acting? Did you ever take any of those classes while you were in like high school, grade school, college? 
Not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I kind of grew up with sports, um, mostly like individual sports, like um, competitive rock climbing was kind of my main one growing up and swimming. Okay. Um, so you so were you were in body symbiosis. So you were always in a physical art, though. I mean, because you know, rock climbing and, and 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 swimming, those are all mind and body symbiosis work. I mean, that's that's a lot of hard yeah. work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but kind of um, less so in you know uh, acting and theater and all that. Sure. So, Sure. Yeah. How, how, how does it feel? N- sure. How does Sorry? it feel now? To, you know, I don't want to get too far in our conversation, but how does it feel now to be, you know, into the acting sphere and not have had that acting background? Does does it feel odd, or does it feel like a, like you're trying to catch up at all? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think since <laughs> day one uh, coming out here, I knew that everybody had a background um, for the most part. Right. Uh, so it's always felt like a catch-up game. Um, I've always kind of felt one Not step a behind game. in a way, but <laughs> right, <laughs> always catch-up. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, I've always kind of worked hard and tried to um, lessen that gap, I guess. Um, right. And same with martial arts. Uh, I didn't grow up with martial arts, so right. a lot of my peers have that background um, and that experience that they're able to kind of translate to film uh, right. where I kind of started from ground zero and right. uh, yeah, kind of had to learn now, along now, the way. Do I have a misunderstanding or did I read that, that you believed originally that martial arts was more of a violent consideration and not really yes. a spiritual thing? T- tell me a little bit about that. You get, please t- tell the audience about that. Yeah, um, I guess just not having known anyone that has done martial arts growing up, um, I only saw from the outside um, the violent aspect of it. I didn't realize the lessons that you could learn, so much that you can uh, apply to your own life, um, just because, you know, I wasn't immersed in that. Right. So coming down here, I was very um, hesitant to kind of go into that aspect of stunts um i kind of had like a glorified version of what stunts was i had no idea but um but fighting is a huge part of what we do um so actually just getting to know the guys especially in the the indie world um that do their own fights and everything uh shoot their own fights for film like manny mancineras who you just talked to brian sawyer uh, and vlad um, and they all kind of took me under their wing and um, kind of showed right. me what martial arts truly is and what, why people do it and um, what it can be used for to tell stories and, and all that. Well, I just saw, I just saw yeah, that a night, definitely. I just saw that knife fight inside your, uh, your demo reel with Tekla. Uh, oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, that was with Manny. Um, but yeah, I think I always try to focus on the story aspect of it, um, and have that be relatable to, you know, I guess anyone watching, um, right. Yeah. Right. Kind of, so what more, what more school did you, uh, did you join? 
when you first came out? Did you did you do it out here or did you do it out there in 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 uh, Seattle? Um, I actually didn't join any martial arts school necessarily. Um, I learned a lot from other stunt performers. Um, but my first art, I guess, is Blint Walk um, mm-hmm. with Brian Sawyer. Right. Um, so it's now kind of become a more established school. Um, right. But kind of starting out, uh, he was able to just kind of teach me on the side and and yeah, um, just kind of grew from there. But that was my first one that uh, I actually went through the system. Right. So Did you enjoy yourself? Kind of been picking and choosing for film. Oh, so so you you've chose a, a lot of different things that looked good on movies, looked good on film. Yeah, um, I think I kind of started out realizing um, that I can't do it all. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, as much as I'd want to go through each system and do it properly, um, I had to kind of pick and choose and then um, build up skill sets that at least got me as far as I could. And then now I'm kind of going back and trying to do systems and um, learn the more proper way and, um, yeah, the more formal way, I guess. But you're going backwards. Yeah, (laughs) kind of starting from, from the back of the book and, you know going forward but um yeah do you do you feel different these days like with martial arts do you, do you feel like more the spiritual aspect and and the honor oh, yeah. and dignity that that we we all know yeah absolutely um it definitely took me a while to get to that place but um with different hardships and stuff along the way um right martial arts was the thing that i kind of relied on to get me through those times um right. so yeah it's been definitely um a big transition in my mindset um but i'm happy with where i'm at with it right now so yeah i wouldn't feel too bad i mean i've been teaching martial arts for over 30 years and i've had every single you know amount of human beings you can consider say the same exact thing martial arts to violence Mm -hmm. that's the reason why i didn't want to take it mothers children Everybody uh, has come mm-hmm. to some kind of sense of that. Of that, and I understand. I understand that. I understand where you're coming from because when you watch movies yeah. and you see a lot of violence, and then you look at the streets and you see people who kind of know martial arts, especially in your generation, when you kind of know martial arts and you see it used in fights, it it does right. send a bad message to you. It does make you feel mm-hmm. bad and weird. Yeah. And kind of growing in, up in that um, generation where I guess things like Halo and Call of Duty all kind of became big. Um, right. I know that there's been a lot of people saying like, oh, that's, you know, desensitizing kids to violence and all of right. that. So I think I kind of took that and held on to it for a long time, just thinking right. that that's what it was. Um, you, know the, you know, the problem is that you're not wrong on that. You're not wrong to a certain extent about that. that that's, the, that's the weird thing about it is you are wrong in, in a, a personal interpretation, but in a general interpretation, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you're generally wrong. I think it is, you know, making kids a little bit more desensitized to violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course it is. But I, 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 the martial arts in itself, it's kind of like what I say about like marijuana. Marijuana is not evil. Sure. How people use it 
is evil. That, that's that's a very different distinction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely you know, changed my ahead. mind on a lot of different things um, nice. in terms of that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's there's a lot of gray areas, and uh, it's definitely your perspective on it. Um, right. But I think there's a lot that good, of good that could come from martial arts as well. Um, yeah. And if people really focus on um, those aspects of it, they can right. gain a lot more than if they just kind of uh, dismissed it. Yeah. You know, I've I've only seen one fight between two martial artists in my entire life in the streets. Right. And it, it, and it was between a a a, a Chinese gangbanger and an FBI agent. And, <laughs> and it was the most it, it looked like a movie to me. I I promise you. It looked like a movie. I was like, "Oh my You're gosh." There? I, yeah, I was right I was standing right there wow. and I could I couldn't believe that this was happening and they were fighting like, like hard, like roundhouses, back kicks, front kicks, oh, wow. sweeping the legs, going at each other. And it was the FBI agent obviously won, but it, it was shocking to me. It was very shocking. Wow. So oh, it's the only mm-hmm. time I've ever seen a real fight between two martial artists. You know, when you see a martial artist and somebody else fight, it's pretty quick. You know, the other person's yeah. sloppy. The sure. other person's very, you know, coordinated. So it's, uh, it never really happens the way you think it does. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times they de-escalate the situation before it even gets to that point. Oh, oh pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, any any real warrior yeah. would de-escalate a situation because, you know, you can die at any second now. No no fight on the planet Earth is worth that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, you know, what came first, the stunt coordination or acting? Because you, you obviously have an acting reel, but you have your stunt coordination is 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 more broad. So, which one did you want first? Um. Uh, so I don't consider necessarily myself an actor, um, okay. more of a stunt performer, um, yeah. just because I have been more behind the scenes uh, and less with my face in front of the camera and saying lines. Um. But there's also a lot of, you know, physical acting that comes as a part of that. Um, in terms of stunt coordinating, um, I have had the opportunity to uh, take little jobs that friends have passed along to me, sure. um, like music videos and all that, just kind of more low-risk, low um, I guess, shows or, or projects. Um, because that's that's something that I might want to go into eventually uh, more right. so, but uh, at the same time, it is a process, and I want to make sure I'm at that point where, you know, people can rely on me for safety and, and liability. Um, and I think that you kind of have to start as a stunt performer and work your way up to having that respect and having, um, you know, the ability to take on that role as a stunt coordinator. Sure. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I am a stunt coordinator um, at this time, but right. I'm kind of you want at to least be. leaving that as an option down the road. Yeah. So you want to be a stunt coordinator? Possibly. Um, that's a that's yeah, a big job. Of, wow, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I kind of go with the flow and see you know where life takes me. Um, but at the same right. time, I try to set myself up for success later on down the road. Um, right. So with things like shooting my own projects and um, taking those, those little gigs that my friends pass along to me. Um, 
yeah, I think those are kind of just different steps that I take to set myself up. But at the same time, I'm still very hmm. much working on my craft and, so and getting better. So ambition is not below you. Sorry? Ambition is not below you. Um, no, I guess not. Um, yeah. I mean, there but are not a lot of there are not a lot of women story. sun coordinators that I that I can speak of right now. But I mean, I mean, we we obviously we need more. Yeah, it's definitely um, kind of a growing thing. Uh, there's definitely hmm. become more sun coordinators that are females um, right. in the last couple of years than right. when I came in probably about six years ago. Right. But uh, yeah, um, I mean. I think if you're right for the job, then that's great, and uh, right. people should consider you for it. So I agree with you. So your your first yeah. acting job when you came out here was called Queen when you did a little short, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that, that, that was good. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah, please. that was just a small thing with uh, with some some friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny just some small thing i did with some friends in front of a camera with with a bunch of gear that no no big yeah. deal <laughs> but you know you really um, jumped actually not too much gear on that one not too much gear no there wasn't uh i believe it was actually just brian and his camera and then we just broke a bunch of stuff <laughs> that <laughs> we tried to score you know um right yeah now, what was that filming I saw with you with, with Tekla? Because I had her on recently. What was that filming about? Um, that was another one of uh, Manny's projects. Um, we just kind of got together. and. Are you talking um, about Manny, who I just had her on the radio yesterday? Yeah, Manny Missionaries. Uh-huh. Nice. So, yeah, uh, just getting together. I know. So, Brian, Manny, and Vlad, um, you know, like I think you've talked about with Caitlin and Manny sure. as well. Um, they're all very much big men- mentors to a lot of um, the rest That's of right. us in the yeah. indie community, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they've been so great, you know, um, in helping a lot of us learn and grow uh, as performers. So a lot of the times, um, you know, someone will set up a project that they want to see um, that they know will kind of benefit every party that's involved. Um, right. So a lot of those kind of practice fights or the, the one versus one or 2v1 uh, fights that you'll see on YouTube, um, a lot of it is just, yeah, I guess just practice and, uh, right. and learning, um, yeah, every aspect of, of film. So, yeah. Um, so I've kind of that gone was, on and tried to do that myself as well, uh, behind the beautiful. camera, just to kind of it looked, learn. It looked really tough. It looked really, really nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and and Tekla is actually a, a, a kind of a, a you know a very I wouldn't say short person, but she's she's not incredibly tall. It, it made you guys look like you guys were almost the same height. Yeah. So um, I think that was actually a big reason we did that one was. Uh, to see that contrast and kind of play around with um, our different height height differences. Right, right. Um, so yeah, that was right. a lot of fun to kind of do because I've, I'm used to fighting a lot of um, guys that are 
maybe a couple inches shorter than me. <laughs> um, yeah. I tend to be on the taller side, but uh, but somebody significantly shorter than me. So I, I would I would rather I would rather fight a couple guys than her. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she's she's a tough one. She's a tough one. Yeah, and she's got a sense of, and she's got a sense of humor as well, which is which is interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you funny. you really you really jumped up a couple levels and you went to Agents of Shields. And you uh, you uh, mm-hmm. you doubled Lucy Lawless, which is you know a, a hero to a lot of people, especially in Battlestar Galactica or what have you. So how was that like? Yeah, uh, definitely nerve wracking. <laughs> that was uh, one of the first bigger shows that I had done, um, and you know I was able to do kind of a full on fight uh, for Lucy, um, and of course she jumped in, and you know she was great uh, as well. Um, uh, just kind of, that was kind of my first introduction to doing a full fight on, on, um, a TV show. And, uh, again, learned a lot, um, took a lot from that and would have done things differently had I, you know, had that opportunity later on. Um, but at the same time, like very appreciative that they brought me in being so new. Um, So what would you have done differently? Yeah. Uh, just performance-wise, I'm sure uh, there's a bunch of different, you know, little nuances I would have thrown in there. But um, oh, you're one of those. Huh? You you look back and then you you feel bad oh, about yeah. what you did. <laughs> oh. uh, just just details and stuff. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, um, that was great. Uh, and the coordinators, uh, I believe it was Matt Mullins, was the fight coordinator on that. Um, right. It was very nice of him to to bring me in on that. So. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he does a lot. He does a lot of great work. Oh yeah, definitely. Haven't seen him in a while. It'd be nice to catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, have you worked with uh, Lisa Katara or uh, or um, or any? Of the, let me see. Um, let me see. Who else? There's a lot because you did a lot of mocap before. I have. Did, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so like Noel Vega, maybe. I haven't worked with either of those. Um, I no. know Lisa just from, you know, mutual friends and stuff. But, oh. Oh. but yeah, I haven't so, actually had so, the opportunity to work with them. How was Halo 5, the, the only the only Halo-verse that I've never played before? Yeah, um, that actually was my first job, I guess, with my side card. Um, okay. Doing, like, a little mocap day with, uh, with Tom Williams. Um he was very kind to bring me on. Oh, you worked um, with Tom? Being so new. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so he was very kind to bring me on. Um, but that was such a brand new world to me um, that, you know, I I had no experience. Um, I didn't know kind of what wasn't, like, what was involved with mocap. Um, sure. So that was my first introduction I, you know, was completely unprepared. <laughs> um, I was able to do what the specific move that he, you know, asked me for, but the acting part right. was kind of beyond me. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, again, um, one of those things that you look back on and wish things had gone differently. But um, since then, I've really focused no, on character I think acting. That's, and, I think that's just you. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anybody talk more about how they would have gone back and done things differently than, than other than yourself. So you're definitely one of those people that that look back and you're going to be a great stunt stunt uh, fighter organizer. I'm, I'm telling you, because you're one of those people <laughs> that that think think and rethink the movements, don't you? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I still I still definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, since then, you know, you kind of take those as um, right as experiences in your journey and uh, kind of continue forward and evaluate what you would have done differently, um, and then kind of really focus on those parts of performance um, that you struggled with and right. try to better them and do better next time. So, um, yeah, I've been really fortunate to get mocap jobs since then. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk more about, we're going to, we're going to talk more about some other jobs, but what, what did you get this personality type from? Where'd you get this attitude type from? Was it, were you born with it? Was it something your father or mother like instilled on you? Was it a brother or sister or what was it that that made you want to be this way? Um, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I guess certain things, uh, like physical things, came naturally to me um, growing up, but a lot of other things didn't. Um, and I saw, like, my brother succeed in a lot of the things opposite of me, <laughs> I guess, right. physical, but then also on top of that, you know, academic and all that. Um, so I think I kind of saw that as you know, I need to continually um, progress and, you know, learn from my mistakes. And um, are, are you the you youngest know, show? Yeah, it's just me and him. I'm the youngest. Uh-huh. So, so that, that makes so, yeah, a lot think, of sense there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want to kind of analyze that, um, <laughs> I'd say that that's kind of where it came from. And, um, you know, my parents always instilled to me, um, uh, just kind of always do your best and right. um you know if you if you can do better next time then you know try to do that so right yeah how, how do you how do you how do your parents feel about the work that you do right now um i think they enjoy it i mean my dad's always asking um how things are going and they always want to know every little detail um but yeah, they've always been super supportive in anything I do. Um, and they know that, you know, I won't necessarily do the most conventional things. <laughs> so right. um, I don't think it came to as a surprise to them that I wanted to pursue it. Um, yeah. Let me ask you a question. What, what, why is that, that, that you won't do the most, un, you know, the most unconventional things in the world? Where did that, where did that come from? Was it because you po- chose sociology and then you changed terms or? It must have been something instilled on you since you were a child that you you're just going to do what you yeah, were to do. Yeah, since I was a child, um, I've always kind of been that one that, um, you know, if someone tells me something like, you know, don't touch the burner, it's hot, you know, I'm going to touch it until I know that it's hot myself. Oh. <laughs> you know, so I've always kind of <laughs> tested the waters with a lot of different things. Um, and yeah, I kind of done things opposite of normal kids like didn't my mom always talks about how um you know i was a kid that was climbing on top of the play structures rather than like through them like you're supposed to um <laughs> and all the other moms would be nervous and and she's like no she's fine she's you know she'll figure right. it out 
Who knows what she's doing? So, um, yeah, I think kind of their parenting style and then my own way of doing things um, coupled together has made me into who I am and why I do the things I do. You're a little more abstract. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 nice, though. It's it's good to go go that that range. Now, where, where did you get some of your physical ability, or or at least the the confidence to do what you do? Because it it didn't come naturally. Obviously, you had to mm-hmm. work on it, and uh, you you didn't want to do that until later on. And then once you went into it, you went head in. So mm-hmm. where, where did that where did that confidence come from? That to know you have the ability to do what is asked of you. Um, I think the confidence aspect of it, like, is a daily struggle. Um, there's so many things that I don't have confidence with and, um, you know, I'm constantly learning from that. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Um, I think you're just, you're just constantly working on it. Yeah. Just constantly working on it. Um, and there building have, up that confidence because it doesn't come so naturally. Yeah, but there there must have been a moment where you're like falling or making a move or flying through a wall that made you feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel comfortable doing this. Yeah, there's definitely been those moments. Um, I can think of two specifically okay. that it's kind of after the fact, though. Um, sure. Like I did a stair fall recently. And halfway down in my mind, everything slowed down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I actually know where I'm at. Okay, cool. Let's finish this. Um, right. So stuff like that. Um, or another thing like, you know, getting shot and falling off of a ledge uh, into boxes, which I hadn't done before. Um, but realizing as I was doing it, I was like, oh, okay. You know, you've done, right. you've trained for this and prepared for it a million times. Um now you're able to do it, you know, this kind of opens up doors to opportunities in the future now, realizing that, um, you know, you are physically capable. It's just the, right. the mental aspect of it you have to get past. So, well, Let me ask you about the, the Exorcist, because you worked with Gina Davis, who is one uh-huh. of my favorite actresses on the planet Earth. She's part of Mensa. Oh, yeah. She's part of Mensa. She's one of the smartest women on the planet Earth. She was in the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, I don't know if you know that, but she was in the Olympics. She's she's one of the one of the greatest human beings that that I've ever met myself. What was it like? Yeah. A meeting her and B working with her. Uh, she's a sweetheart. Um, yeah, she's always she was great to work with. Um, kind of knew what she wanted to do as an actress um, and then what she wanted to allow me to do because being strung up on a wire isn't the most comfortable thing. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I was able to to do a wire gag um, where I got pulled back and hit the ground um, and slid a little bit for her. And then uh, a lot of the... um, the things where she would elevate off the ground. Um, but yeah, as a person, she's wonderful and she's a great actress and um, yeah. I really enjoyed meeting her. Um, I don't think I knew her beforehand. Um, hmm. 
Really? Yeah, as, as much human, you didn't as know as 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 actually before that? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, like it, being involved in cinema, um, I've been doing more of my homework now. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you going into it, heart. I didn't have as much <laughs> of a... <laughs> you just broke my heart. <laughs> She she was she was the star of the eighties. She was the most powerful. I mean, she was our Charlize Theron. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So she was our Charlize Theron, and she's part of Mensa, which is part of the Brainiac group of, of people that come together of the highest IQs. Uh, she was in the Olympics where she was an archer, and she did a okay. wonderful job. Um, she is. I mean, to me, one of the most intellectual and fantastic actresses I, I've ever met or ever seen in a very long wow. time. So I, I was so happy to see that you guys work together because that's like touching like royalty. I mean, there's there's so many yeah. women out there that are just so amazing, but she's been let go for such a while. I mean, she had a couple of duds in the '90s and it didn't mm. work out well, and 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 she just found her footing again. And what have you? So I was really yeah. happy to see uh, you guys work together. Uh, have you seen yeah, any of her, uh, any of her, uh, any of her other films before? Um, possibly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's definitely possible. Um, I have been hit in the head very many times. So. <laughs> You've been so hit in the head a lot you know, of times. So, you know, well, just just trying to remember um, a lot of different things doesn't come as naturally. <laughs> I'm going I'm to find, uh, oh, give me a second. I'm going to find the movie for you that I want you to see that is Gina Davis based. And I, I hope you watch it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I would say it's, uh, oh God, is it that one? Well, a league of her own it is amazing. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I grew up with A League of Her Own, and it's the it's the long kiss goodnight. I would say the long kiss goodnight, which is which also has uh, Samuel L. Jackson. So the long kiss goodnight. I I promise you, you will love Gina Davis, and she's a and you she looks a little like Charlize Theron in that film. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, Um, but yeah, definitely A League of Her Own and. (laughs) And yeah. during that time, I know that I've I've looked up um, kind of her background and and all right. that. Um, right. But it has been a little while since that. <laughs> so it must have been nice though to go to go to set and work with somebody and not have to like you know like like Google Gaga over somebody and just kind of just do your job and do your work. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is, um, yeah, with you know celebrities, they've they have so many accomplishments and everything, but I try to just, you know, treat them as people and, um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. pay attention to their talents because obviously it's going them somewhere. Um, <laughs> and there's a reason that people admire them, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to get to know them on a more personal level right. as much as you can on set. Right. Um, so you yeah. worked on, on Batman, the enemy within, which was a, a great story based, Batman film, and you played Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what was that experience? What was that experience like? Uh, I got to work with um, Vlad on that one, Vlad Rimberg, um, and alongside uh, Jimmy Choo, uh, Brendan Hoare, and Anisha Gibbs. 
Um, Jimmy Choo's great. And oh my gosh, they're all at the top of their game. Yeah, um, absolutely. So <laughs> I don't know why they, they brought me in, but um, but yeah, no, it was it was such a blessing to to work with those guys and um, kind of be able to perform with them and learn from them because you know anyone that you get to touch hands with um, kind of gives you a new experience and and you know right opens your world up to different styles and um you know everyone has their own unique um you know performances so um yeah it was really cool to work with everyone do do you not Vlad is amazing behind camera (laughs) oh Vlad's fantastic do do you not have do you not have what it takes let me ask you a question do you not have what it takes with with stunts and in performing because you keep um, on asking that I question. I don't, I don't know why they brought me on. <laughs> but it's like, oh, mm, yeah. well, no. there's you a know, reason there's why a... they brought you on. Sure. Yeah, I guess I, I kind of, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things that it's, it always feels like I'm kind of a, a step below, um, you know, the caliber of people that are involved. So I'm right. super grateful for them uh, bringing me in and, Letting me be a part of that. Um, and I feel like, yeah, at, at some point I'll definitely get to where they're at um, in a different way. You know, everyone has their own stories and uh, nobody's the same with, with where well, they're before, at. But Before we continue yeah. on talking about, you know, Captain Marvel and, and Dark Fate, which I want to talk to you about, what, what, what do you think it is? I mean, if we were just going to talk about this. What do you think it is about you as a personality type, as a human being, that makes people want to spend 12, 14, 16, sometimes 18 hours a day with you? There's got to be something about your personality that you can at least tell me about that makes people want to spend these hours with you or mentor you. Because I've mentored people my entire life, and I don't just mentor anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean – I think I do have a work ethic that um, a lot of people see and are willing to spend the time uh, because they know that I want to spend the time um, to better myself. Um, So in that aspect for, I guess, the mentoring part. Um, But in terms of, you know, getting along with people on set, um, I feel like I try to be very personable and um, I'm very like hyper aware of what people are experiencing and how people are feeling in a moment um, that kind of feel that out on set um, and, you know, know whether or not I should go up and talk to them or if they need to hear a certain thing. um, I try to be that person. Um, And yeah, just to have fun and, um, are you are you, you likable know, on set? Are you are you a likable personality? I hope so. <laughs> I just <laughs> you know try to smile as much as I can and um, you know enjoy hanging out with the crew that um, you know I'm given or able right. to you know be with. Uh, a lot of the the stunt performers get to hang out together when do we're not like performing. Um, do you feel like you're easily directable? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I would think so. Hmm. Um, I try to always take every note that I can. Um, I'm very receptive to 
I guess, criticism um, right. and two notes uh, because I want to make sure that my performance is, you know, at its highest. So, right. yeah, I believe so. Well, it sounds like you have the qualities of being uh, being in your field 100% to me. Those are all the qualities that, that yeah. if I were to ask anybody, <laughs> any any of my friends right now on, on live right now, this, these are the qualities that they would say that they have. So let's move on here sure. to uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel mm-hmm. was an excellent film, and you got to move on. You get to work on that film. Yeah. Um, I got to be one of the scrolls on that film. I saw I saw that makeup. That was incredible. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, I had some amazing makeup artists uh, that I got to spend a lot of time with. Um, Kale and Carlton are their names. Um, And they do such a great job. Um, I got fitted for the prosthetic. And Hmm. they're actually supposed to do a lot of the female prosthetics off of my fitting or my face. Um, but so they based, your, with... they based your prosthetics uh, on the new prosthetics that were they're, to be made on other women? Uh, yeah. So there were, I believe, three of us women who were, um, were scrolls. So, nice. so, yeah, they kind of used my face. They did the whole molding and everything um, for the prosthetics. Um, wow. And they were supposed to use that for all the females, which is amazing. But I actually Incredible. ended up with one that didn't fit my face. <laughs> I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Um, but, but Carlton and Kale, you know, they, they worked their magic and um, we, you know, kept that the entire time. So they had to, to adapt and, um, but yeah, they did a great job with that. Um, yeah. yeah. It was a great, a great film to be a part of. Yeah. Did you do any fighting in that, in, in any of the scenes? What, what, what did you do in those, when the shots? Yeah, um, fighting, uh, there was, like, some battle scenes out in um, kind of the sand area. I don't really know the name of the yeah. the land that we were on. Um, and then also in the in the ship, um, there were some se- sequences that we got to do. Oh, um, the scene where she's coming Captain loose and she's, and, and she's breaking her hands free yeah. of, of the – so th- that you were in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yep, in that that's, scene that's as well. Awesome. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, the rigging team was amazing on that. I believe it was two to one rigging, um, and you know they kept everyone safe and had some great gags in there. So that nice. was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, a lot, um, a lot of like the main sequence that we did got cut. Um, right. But I'm sure for story and and all that. Um, yeah, I heard a lot. I heard a lot of, of scenes from Captain Marvel were cut. I mean, I know a lot of people that are involved in that film, and so many yeah. scenes got cut from that film. But, but you got to be in a lot of yeah, the important scenes of that film. I mean, that that's a billion dollar movie. Yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. <laughs> um, it was so fun to be a part of, and the prep on that. We probably prepped for um, over a month, possibly. Um, yeah. Just with different rigging sequences like the the grid that they had up above us with all the wires like it looked like a a spider web um there was right. so much going on i don't know how they kept track of wow that, but um yeah it was pretty incredible wow that's nice yeah you, you how, did, how did you feel walking out of that film 
you know, talking to your family and knowing that it's a billion dollar movie. They, 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 you just work, you contributed, you added a part, you added a piece. And, and quite honestly, if you were not part of this film, it'd be a slightly different film. So you definitely added yeah. to the film. Um, I mean, it's kind of unreal. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. one of those things that, you know, um, anytime anything shows up in the theater that you're a part of, it's like, I don't know, it's part of a dream almost. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, not just my own dream, but yeah, it's just, it's pretty wild. Um, nice. Yeah, it's always cool to see how things come together because there's so many aspects of film uh, that go into it and, you know, every department contributes in their own way and um, and you get to know a lot of people in different departments as well uh, while doing the film. So kind of seeing all those little pieces, it just makes it more special knowing like, you know, you know who did the makeup and you know who kind of did the costuming and who is behind the cameras for all of these shots. And um, yeah, it's pretty amazing to, to see it all come together and be able to pick out friends um, and, you know, see their performance that maybe you didn't get to see while you were in the scene with them. (laughs) Are you one of those people that take notice of the names of people and, and, call them by name and re- remember human beings and, 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 and organize your thoughts with them? Or are you one of those people that kind of stay in the shadows and I'll, 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 I'll answer when I'm called upon. Um, I'd say it's probably a mix of both. Um, I'm pretty okay. quiet and observant um, okay. and kind of wait to be called upon rather than projecting my own opinions. Um, okay. But at the same time, like, I try to make it a point to get to know people on a personal level um, when I get the opportunity to. So, yeah, I mean, I try to remember people's names um, as much as I can and, um, yeah, kind of make them feel like they're noticed, I guess. Right, right. Uh, but whether it's, you know, the people I'm working with in costumes or – or just other performers I'm with <laughs> on the day. Well, let's work. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about another gigantic female-based film, which is a uh, Terminator Dark Fate, because that has mm-hmm. another female lead right there. And it, that it was an amazing film. Now you did a lot of the with mocap previs for that film, right? Yeah. Yep. So I got to work with um, Phil Rivera and uh, Freddie Busiegas and yeah. Jimmy Chu. Um, <laughs> who all again went on and yeah huh? yeah again um, i mean yeah yeah they were all amazing to work with and um yeah. it was interesting because we got to work with the director of the film as well um tim i'm gonna blank out on his last name um tim miller tim miller um <laughs> tim miller tim miller and, is the one who directed uh um deadpool yeah Oh my gosh. Incredible. And he just came in the first day, like, you know, just very casually came and joined our workout that we were doing in the morning. I had no idea (laughs) what he looked like. So I was like, Oh, you know, just another, you know, guy, a part of the production. And he happened to be this huge named um, director that, it just kind of blew my mind, but um, yeah, he's brilliant. So, he's so a really, a, he's really a brilliant man. He, he, 
for Deadpool, he did a great job because he knew previs, he oh, yeah. knew a lot of the electronic work, he knew a lot of the um, work that he needed to do. That's why they that's why they had such a low cost for the first Deadpool, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why it was such a gigantic hit. And that's the reason why we have yeah. two and three coming up really soon. So to have Tim Miller be be part of a, you know one of my favorite fr- franchises. Uh, was an yeah. amazing thing. So, so you met him over there. He, he came on, and, and you didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So his involvement in that, um, I'm sure that that's a huge part of why he's so successful. Is that you know he's part of the process from the beginning. Um, so that was pretty amazing to be able to get dire- notes directly from him and kind of um, see how the you know the other guys were interpreting that. Um, I kind of try to pay attention to everything behind the scenes, um, you know, again, for, for the future, <laughs> uh, right. see how they're interacting with the director and everything, but, um, right. but yeah, uh, learning and seeing that process of not just doing it for a video game, but, um, actually mocap visiting for a film, uh, right. was super interesting because you get these scenes and kind of pick them apart and, it's pretty collaborative in a way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing to see the whole process and how things change and, um, where they decide to, um, you know, alter little aspects, um, or, you know, improve it, uh, even in the, the pre-production side of it. Right. Were you a fan of the Terminator films beforehand? Uh, Yes and no. Um, yes, you know, I've I've always enjoyed them, but I wouldn't say that I was like, you know, a super fan or anything going into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I call Sarah Connor, uh, you know, and, and Ripley from Aliens, like the Ripley effect, where these are the mm-hmm. two biggest iconic women in film, and they yeah. they change they change the format of how women in action were seen. And Definitely. you know what I mean? I mean, when you see, when you see Ripley, like, like when you watch the first alien, like she's in her underwear and she gets mm-hmm. the alien and, and shoves her off the ship. I mean, you're, you're scared to right. death. You're scared to death. And then watch her in aliens where she's in that big machine. Cause get away from her, you bitch. You know, she is mm-hmm. the most in- vivacious and incredible and strong and, She's everything you want in, in a mother and a wife and a girlfriend and a daughter. She's everything you want in a, a, a human female. And then when you yeah, watch Sarah yeah. Connor, she, she does the same thing for the first film. She's a, and she's kind of like a dummy. She's a, she's a waitress. You know, she doesn't know what's mm-hmm. happening. You know, she's helping the guy along. She finds her strength kind of. And then when you watch the second Terminator, she's doing, you know, pull-ups in, in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And she's buffed, right? And she and she's ready to go, and she's ready to rumble. And so these yeah. two women are the quintessential, to me at least, the quintessential female archetypes uh, when we see yeah. in film. So the fact that you worked on this film to me is 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 quite fantastic because you worked on you've worked on some incredible projects that women are incredibly powerful, and you worked with some incredibly powerful women. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I would not disagree. It's been yeah. 
pretty amazing to kind of be a part of that because I feel like we're in a in a generation where um, that aspect of film is changing. Right. You know, every right. month <laughs> for the most part. Right. Um, and it's yeah, it's been great to. Um, I feel like it's a good time to come in uh, when there are yeah. strong females because a lot of the times beforehand um, you didn't really see that as much and now you're seeing like her and Terminator and then you're also seeing like right. Wonder Woman films come out and um, you know things are just changing and they're they're starting to introduce um, strong females so right. I've been grateful for that um, that I can kind of be a part of that. Um, and yeah, you're a big part of that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You're a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've been super fortunate as well to, to have worked with, um, different coordinators that have kind of vouched for me and, um, kind of paved the way in their own way. Um, I know Vlad's huge on, on working with females and showing that strong female aspect of it. He's got a daughter now, so I know that that's even a bigger thing for him. Um, but I've worked with probably the last like five or six major things I've been in have been because of coordinators, um, saying, Hey, what if we throw in a female in there? You won't be able to tell that she is one because she has a mask on or riot gear or a helmet or something. Um, but but they're like, why don't we, you know, she can walk like one of the guys, like let's throw her in there. Um, <laughs> and those have been my roles, which is amazing that they have kind of just thrown this to me <laughs> because, because of my size and right. I, there's less people that I can double. Um, what what, what does it feel like to be on the forefront of, of that excavation of females, you know, being pushed to the front because it's been, it's been long, way long overdue. Let's just be honest. It's been way long overdue, but now that it yeah. is coming to the forefront, how, how does it feel? Have you had time to reflect on how fortunate and how blessed you are to, to be out here oh, absolutely. With, with, with people supporting you the way they do? Yeah. Um, I think about it a lot, actually. Um, obviously coming into it, I didn't know what to expect or um, didn't know what the industry was like at the time and, how things were changing and, um, you know, just seeing that a lot of people have had my back and, um, that it has been a good time to come in and, um, that females are kind of coming to the forefront of it. Um, yeah, it's been a complete blessing being able to be a part of that. Um, and, you know, kind of being a part of almost the first wave of that. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we get to my, my favorite show, uh, which uh-huh. is The Mandalorian, before we get to that, and, and I just pick your brain apart on that show, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's first talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, because you, you, were, you did stunts for that. How, did that. how did that work out for you? Um, that one was a lot of fun. Um, that one was with Alan Joe, and he has been amazing. He um, kind of introduced me to a lot of the guys that I have been working with recently and also provided a place that I could train with him. Um, and, you know, learn from a lot of people that are specialists in their craft. So right. I owe a lot to him. Um, but yeah, um, Call of Duty, I just, 
I only had uh, a few days on that, maybe. Yeah, maybe just a couple. Um, But I got to work with Donald Mills and and do some fighting and all that and um, gun work as well. And it was just, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't play those games, so... Uh, I don't know what actually made it in or Seriously? what we were actually doing. <laughs> you don't we play those games that. at all? Uh, no, I I haven't really gotten into gaming <laughs> that much. Um, kind of busy just trying to again play catch up with with everything sure. else in my life. So. Sure. Well, you've got um, some wa- you've some, you've got some yeah. watch movies to watch, which is don't forget the the the, 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 the Long Good Night by Gina Davis, please. Don't forget to watch that yeah, movie. Definitely. You will love that movie. Let's move on to yeah, the Mandalorian. Like, no, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, please, I mean, please, please me and let me know what you think of that movie. Because I'd be, okay. I'd be really sad if you thought that movie sucked. But oh, I, no, think it's a, I'm sure I, I think it's a really great movie. It's got a great transition. Um, it gives you a sense of like, you don't know where you're going. Um, it's right at the beginning of Samuel Jackson's career. So, I mean, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, so he, his acting is very raw, very yeah, raw. Yeah, that in itself would be amazing to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolute. I mean, he played a crackhead uh, in, in Coming mm-hmm. to America. That was one of his first movie, you know, roles. And then this, I think yeah. this is his fourth, fourth movie role where he just, he got to actually act. And he did a brilliant okay. job. I mean, he goes to show you why he's such a great, great actor. But let's move to The Mandalorian, because The Mandalorian is a, a, a really great show. Because a lot of times they yeah. have women writers, male directors, to female directors, to male writers. I mean, they have such a, yeah. a variety with John Favreau, a, a wide variety of, of male to female ratio on that show. What was it like? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've worked on quite a long, lot of episodes, First of all, what yeah. was it like working on that show in general? What was the set mm-hmm. like? What was the set like? Yes. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, it's incredible. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, there's been a set in um, – the main set is in the stages, and I'm sure um, it's May 4th, so I'm, they're coming out with the behind the scenes today. That's right. Um they're going to be talking about a new Star Wars project today, which is going to be the documentary based on The Mandalorian, by the way. So, audience, if you're <laughs> listening right now, that's what, the, that's, what the new, that's what the new Star Wars episode is going to be about, is the, is the, is the background of The Mandalorian uh, episodes. <laughs> they let it leak a long time ago. But, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see kind of what they, what they come up with with that. Um, but, yeah, you'll see the the volume in there um, with the 360 screens, LED screens and amazing um, and the roof as well. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Um, It's amazing. The technology that goes into it. I have to ask you, what was it like seeing that? Because that is brand new technology. It looks amazing. It films amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to change the, it's going to change the entire game. Oh Yeah. No, it blew my mind for seeing it. Um, I think the first time I walked in and saw it, um, it was this, like, very vast, like, you can see for miles and miles of um, desert. 
and when you go in there, you're completely immersed in it, you know, like it, it feels like you're out there in the elements, <laughs> um, being in there. Uh, and then there was another time recently where I was on top of, um, this moving vehicle, um, of course, it was stationary in the middle, but the screens around were moving. And it's trippy just being in there and seeing things move around you. It actually feels like you're moving. Like um, It's pretty wild to see. Um, but, yeah, they can do some incredible things. And I remember the first time I saw the camera actually pointing at the screens um, and that perspective changes with the camera. Um, right. just with the angle that it's facing at and oh right. my gosh, it's wild. <laughs> it, it's beyond me. I don't, I don't understand all that, but it's pretty cool to be a part of. Um, it, it looks amazing. And you, you got to work with two amazing, amazing directors. First of all, Deborah Chow is, mm-hmm. is an amazing, amazing director. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Bryce Howard, mm-hmm. you had, you had to work with both of them. So, yeah, uh, did, did you meet Deborah? Did you? Oh, they're they're um, they're really Deborah Chow is really an amazing director. Uh, I've never seen yeah. anybody who I've never really met or seen any other prior work from come in and blow an episode away. So what, mm-hmm. what, was, it, what was it like? Did you meet Deborah Chow? How was that like? Yeah, it's been it's been amazing because a lot of well, all of the directors actually um, have been very hands on. Um, and I've been able to talk with them briefly, um, you know, within context of the scene, but, um, but yeah, they're all, they'll know what they're looking for and, um, they're just great at what they do. Uh, and there's a reason that John brought them in, um, as well as the actors, you know, uh, I feel like he just kind of really put together like the perfect team. Um, yeah. You know, every little right. piece came together. He knew what he was doing. He's probably known for years. Oh, absolutely. Well, and who he well, the, wanted to ask. Well, the first director you worked with is David Filoni, who, who, who worked on mm-hmm. the Clone Wars and yeah. created, you know, a lot of the characters that are going to go yeah. forward in, into season two, which I'm pretty sure you're part of, uh, which you don't need to say, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, you know, is there anything you can tell us about David Filoni and, you know, anything about his like ticks or excitement or anything like that? Cause he's pretty exciting. He's a pretty exciting human being. He's excitable. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, I feel like he, out of all of them, you know, know every little bit and piece there is to know. That's right. Um, yeah. I can imagine, you know, having such a huge fan base and people that nitpick every little detail um, and having to keep those details straight the way that they do, um, it's it's pretty incredible, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. he's fully in it. He knows he knows everything there is to know. Um, yeah. And yeah, he did a great time, or he did a great job directing. Um, yeah. And I feel like he does work very closely with John because um, I believe he produces as well. Yeah, he does but, produce. Yeah. yeah, and writes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got to work with yeah, Taika Waititi on, on, on the on the eighth episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that he now that that's was a probably blessing. one of my favorite. Go ahead. Huh? Oh, I'm say? just saying he's probably one of my favorite to work with. Just he. Oh really? So, Why? I feel like he's just so relaxed and like 
um, you know, he's quirky, but he, he knows what he wants and he, um, he makes everything fun, you know? Yeah. So I think you, have you seen the episode? Yeah. I mean, all of them, they're all great. Mm-hmm. There's no need to be sad. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was never human to begin with. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and just like the little bits with them, them shooting at the can and and miss, yeah. like the little <laughs> comedy bits, you know. <laughs> when they're shooting at the can and they missed the can, you know, uh-huh. it's funny. You know, they, they were talking about how. Um, recently, about how when they were the guys, the actors were punching um, Baby Yoda, about how they had mm-hmm. to remind them that that's a five million dollar puppet. Like, stop yeah, punch, punching him so damn hard. There's a five million dollar uh-huh. puppet, <laughs> right? And all the reactions, like that, got the biggest reaction. Everyone's like, no, don't, not Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a Taco Waititi. Yeah, Taika Waititi is a brilliant. So, what did you do on on that episode right there? Um, he actually came in. Um, I don't believe I was on that episode. Uh, he came in for previous episodes. Um, okay. And he was around and uh, kind of became a part of one where we were in a bar, which maybe it was that episode. I'd have to. Oh, it's that. the episode. But, um. Okay, so maybe it was that. Um, yeah. So he was a part of a part of that uh, and directing that. Well, I do so. my research. You're definitely part of that episode. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, super fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's, you know, sometimes they, they skip around and. Yeah, um, sometimes they film other things it. and they add it on a little, a little later on. And you, 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 it gets yeah. a little discombobulating because you don't know where you're at. Like, uh, was I in three? Was I in five? Was I in seven? Right. No, no. You, you did a large chunk of these films and you worked with a lot of the great directors uh, on the mm-hmm. series. It, 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 do you, do you, have you enjoyed the series? The series? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to season two as well and see oh my God. You know, what they did with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> not not saying you're part of it or anything like that. Can you say you're part of that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm you can't. Sure. You don't. You don't know. But you but, know they. You know they okayed it for season three. So. Yeah. I, mean, um, I think yeah. it's been greenlit for a few seasons. Yeah, season four to season five actually is pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're also, they have so much content. I know. Sorry. It's. I mean, I've watched the show literally four times to five times from beginning to end, and I showed it to a mm-hmm. friend from beginning to end. I mean, they're not long episodes, so it's it's kind no, of easy. No, they're to definitely do. easy to watch. They're yeah. they're very easy to watch. But you know, it, I I liked watching the episode where where um what's his name Bill Burr was in where you see mm-hmm. Deborah Chow and you see a lot of the directors coming in and they're X-Wing fighters and they destroy yeah. the, the, the enemy base and the directors are, are, are the ones who are doing it. So I really, yeah. I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah. Just and the little moments a, that they have like that. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, we should celebrate the people that have like almost mm-hmm. awakened, you know, star Wars again, because star Wars was, was dead for a little while. I'll be honest with you, you know, uh, Star Wars was you know, a, kind of a dead animal, 
And things like The Mandalorian really brought it, especially The Mandalorian, really brought it back mm-hmm. to life. If yeah. you were going to say a, a part of Mandalorian that really like, made you happy, what, what would that be? What, ex, what experience would that be? Um, I mean, I think it would be wrong to say that <laughs> anything besides working with Baby Yoda, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I mean, that was that was always fun. Um, yeah. Seeing the, the puppeteers just kind of play around even, you know, between um, takes. Sometimes they would interact with the people around and have it make facial expressions and stuff, which is super cute and fun. Right. Um, but other than that, like, um, yeah, just being a part of all of the, the fight sequences and, um, and, Working with Gina has been amazing. Um, She is able to do everything, you know, like she can do it all on her own. Gina who? Sometimes in Gina Carano. Oh, Gina Carano. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. What was your experience like with her? She's, she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, So fun to work with. Um, Super strong. You know, all of the guys talk about how, (laughs) <laughs> they tough. don't want to be back kicked by her. Very, um, she's very tough. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've learned so much from her just by watching as well. Um, you know, uh, going in when you're there to double, you really pay attention to everyone's or to that person's um, movement and power where their power comes from, and right. um, every little uh, bit of what they do. Um, so just paying attention to that and, you know, you can totally see her, her fight background and, right. um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So I've learned a lot from her, uh, as well as with her acting and, um, just getting to know her a little bit on the side. Um, she's great. It's been really a cool experience. Yeah. It's been super fun. So I'm, I'm going to have her yeah. on the show very soon. And, and I, for one, would love to be kicked back kicked by her. I'm, I'm not afraid. And, <laughs> and uh, I know I'll survive it. And uh, I, only, I, I only need one kidney. So I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's pretty tough. She's pretty I tough. Be I, 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 I think I've been kicked by bigger people than her, but she's, she's, a, she's an amazing human being. And, and I, I used oh, yeah. to watch all of her fights and, and the, they're, they're really incredible. So where's your career going to from here? Where, where do you, where do you want your career to go from, from this point on? You had such great experiences already, such really enlightening experiences. And, and I think, you know, already, a, a lot of the things you've worked on that you can't speak about, but where do you want right. your career to, to go? Um, I mean, right now I'd like to continue to perform and, um, I love being on set and working with different people and, uh, adapting performance to different characters and stories and stuff. Um, so I want to obviously continue to perform as long as I can. Um, well, at the same time, you know, setting myself up for the future, whether that's with coordinating or, um, you know, directing my own things that hopefully will later on, um, you know, maybe I can do bigger, bigger things like second unit directing way down the road. That's much further in the future. 
Um, well, you, you, so you so have yeah, some I mean, really high hopes. So second unit directing, you want you want to also do uh, stunt coordination as, as as your work as well. So you really have some really high ambitions. I think it's kind of it's all a process. So I feel like it mm. starts with performing. Um, you know, maybe I'll move to stunt coordinating. A lot of people in the fight world, you know, do fight coordinating to um, to get in, I guess. Um, but, and then, you know, kind of just a natural progression up. Um, but at the same time, like I said, like I'm very go with where life takes me and, um, who knows how far that will be. Um, but I'm just going to prepare myself as much as I can, uh, at least in this field. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think eventually I'd like to use it. Um, use my resources to, again, help people and um, share stories of people that maybe they feel like their voice isn't being heard or um, those kinds of things, um, right. you know. Right. Also share stories that people can relate to and realize that they're not alone in their own, you know, suffering, that other people have similar experiences. and Kind of use this as a platform, Um to kind of share those stories. Um, right. But I don't know how that looks. Um, right. I'm just kind of, you know, going with with how things go for now, and we'll see later on down the line um, what that looks like. Well, to see how you've rocket-shipped up the, uh, the line, uh, we're very proud of you, and you've done nothing but Thank great you. work. You've worked with some great people, and it's, it's obvious that that – you know, you yourself, you know, have a quality that they all admire and love. Let me ask you a question. There, there, there's mm-hmm. a, a hypothetical, you know, a, a young girl in Washington that wants to come out to L.A., that wants to act, that wants to do stunt work or what have you. Well, what kind of advice would you have to give to a, a person like that? Um, I think just for them to uh, understand that it's a process. Um that it's there's not really an end necessarily so um just continue forward as much as you can um there's always somewhere to go and there's there's always going to be people that um you know might have different aspects that um whether you know higher up or have different skill sets and stuff but um just kind of be who you are and um work hard and set goals and um you know, you'll go far. Uh, it's just a matter of how badly you want it and, um, you know, pay attention to your own voice of uh, what you want to do with it um, and where you want to go. Uh, and, yeah, just enjoy the process, have fun, meet a lot of people, and, um, yeah, kind of just see where it takes you. You know, I asked you this question before, and I, I hope you had time to think about it, but there's a reason why you've, you've climbed the ladder kind of so quickly and met so many people so that other people have not and worked in, in events that other people have not had that opportunity. 
There's something special about you. What would you say that is? Would you say it's likability? Would you say it's your work ethic? Would you say that it was your ability to communicate with other people? Would you, would you say that it's your ability to stand back and watch how other people work? Is it a combination of those things? What is it, what is it about you? Directability? What, what is it? Um, I mean, I think it's a combination of things. Um, you know, obviously work ethic, um, I've worked as hard as I can, uh, in terms of the physical aspect of trying to get to where I need to be, um, to perform these things, but also, um, I don't know, just kind of, I feel like people see that I take their advice, um, and maybe they, they like that aspect of it, um, that I'm able to take right. those notes and, and really think about them and they'll see that in my next performance or, you know, the current one. Um, because I really try to better myself and, you know, you kind of have to play around with, even if you don't think that someone's advice is right for you, um, at least try it and maybe they're wrong or maybe they're right. Um, but you'll always learn from it. Um, and I feel like, yeah, that's just kind of what I've been able to do is um, be able to adapt and, uh, yeah, kind of just listen to what people say. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just like to see the success of my friends that I've met along the way. And um, it's exciting to kind of share it in that. Um, and I think that that's just something that brings us all together. You know, I've met a lot that of, of question. <laughs> No, it, no, no, that's that's a good answer. You know, I, I've met a lot of people who who fe- sometimes feel uh, uneasy with a stunt, or they're afraid, mm-hmm. or they don't feel like it's safe. Are you definitely one of those people that speak up when you feel like it's something's unsafe, or do you kind of just back down? Um, I think it's one of those things that um, you have to really look at it and see why they suggested doing it a certain way. And if you think that there's a way to do it safer, then maybe suggest that. Um, I wouldn't flat out say, you know, that idea is, I I would say that that's unsafe, but um, I wouldn't go and approach that without giving alternatives to a safer way. So you would speak your mind, but you'd be careful about how you spoke your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. It's interesting. Well, you know, yeah. luckily I haven't been in that position where where I'm thrown into something that's you know, <laughs> completely un- unreasonable. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, we we I've talked to so many stunt actresses who stunt performers who have been in precarious situations where they need to protect themselves from you know the, their surroundings that were moving so quickly that people mm-hmm. were not necessarily thinking about their safety. And, right. uh, you know, those are scary situations. And I often ask the same question of, you know, how do you feel? What do you do? How do you speak your mind without ruining your career? Uh, because, right. you know, somebody might call you a baby. Somebody might call you like, oh, this person's weak. Um, but that, that's, that's not the truth. Those are not the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is that your safety is number one on set. Yeah. As, as you know from The Mandalorian, 
You know, there's no way mm-hmm. they would put your safety in, in, in jeopardy. Right. And I think it's also having a good relationship with the coordinator. Um, hmm. You know, hopefully they have your back. Um, right. You know, but at the same time, I've, I've also heard stories where people feel like they have it and they're kind of a part of the whole, you know, if you don't do this, then your career's over right. type thing. Um, right. So I'm hoping that <laughs> I'm never <laughs> presented with that situation, of course. Um, but right. it does happen. And um, I feel like you just have to be very aware and um, approach it in a way that protects you, um, but also maybe protect someone's ego and, right. um, you know, don't make them look stupid, but maybe suggest something that you guys can kind of all rally around and be like, okay, let's do it this way. Well, you know, on, on May the 4th, may the 4th be with you. We, we look forward to seeing you in Mandalorian uh, season two. I mean, we don't know you're in season two, but we we so <laughs> we have no idea. We have no idea because no idea. you didn't say anything about. I mean, either way, you're all. not going to see me. You won't, yeah, you won't actually see my face. No, so. we won't actually see you. But I'll be pointing my finger and going like, "Hey, I had her on my radio show." But <laughs> but I, I I I hope and I hope and I dream and I think I'm right that you're in season two and I, I really hope that you are. You know, tell tell me. You know, everybody wants to know how they can reach you or how they can see your 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 stuff. So, how, how what what are your what are your what are your things up? Instagram, Facebook, what have you? I do have Instagram. Uh, I believe it's at Amy Dash Um, and then I have Facebook as well, but I usually keep that to family and friends. Um, right. But yeah, Instagram. Uh, I'm not actually very active on social media at all. Um, <laughs> Too busy I'm going to try to get better, but, uh, but yeah, I guess Instagram is probably the best way to reach me. Um, or you can email me at amy at 30 cents.com. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, it was, well, it was wonderful for having you on the show. You know, you, it was a true blessing to have you on the show. Um, we only want the best for you. And we Thank hope you. that your future is nothing but but bright. It, it's, it's very obvious that people love working with you. It was wonderful talking to you. So it's going to. Thank you. So it's going to be nothing but wonderful to watch your career just grow from here. Let's give you a clap track before we go off here. That was Amy. Amy, <laughs> thank you. You have yourself a great thank day. You. Thank you. God bless. You too. There's your clap track. <laughs> Amy Sertivan. Thank you very much, girl. Have yourself a great day. Thank you. You too. What a very interesting individual. <laughs> She's a ver- she has a very steady kill, doesn't she? She's very, very steady. She's like a ship captain. It's very interesting. I have zero doubt that Amy will have a gigantic career ahead of her of directing, second unit directing, to stunt organization, to stunt producing. She's a wonderful human being. 
you know, and even though she couldn't answer it, I'll tell you why people want to spend 12, 14, 16, 18 hours a day with her. She's kind. She's generous. She works hard. She works hard with other people, and she understands other people. She listens to what they say, and she's directable. And I would just say she's a damn right good person. There's no doubt why she's had these incredible opportunities to work with some incredible human beings. She herself is an incredible human being. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. You definitely blessed us with your with your presence, with your words, with your inspiration, with your kindness. And to all of you out there in the stratosphere, the nethosphere, I want you to remember that this is the time of looking deep within yourself, of reflection. I don't think Amy would disagree that looking deep within yourself, fixing some faults, fixing yourself, looking deep within yourself and seeing what is right and what is wrong and working on those things is what we're doing right now during this lockdown. Read that book, write that book. Make that movie, watch that movie. Be part of the movement. Be part of what makes us great. And you yourself work on being great. How do you do that? Love people, forgive people, forgive yourself. Reach out to people, see how they're doing. Reach out to them. You don't think I've reached out to people and didn't get a response back? This is what we're supposed to do as warriors. Reach out to people, see how they're doing. Love one another. This is the time. You have nowhere else to go. And as we open California doors for us to, or the world's doors, to go out there and be ourselves and go back to going to restaurants and socializing, don't you want to be a different person? Don't you want to be a better person? Isn't that the purpose of this whole thing? Is to change, develop. Let's not say it's for nothing. It's for something. I love you all and I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to speak to you. 
We had a great day with Amy Sturdivant. Great conversation. This has been Cinderella Files Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for blessing me with the opportunity to speak to all you all. God bless. Be well.